Welcome back, everybody, to Make Impact Movement podcast series, the podcast show that aims to inspire uh, people to go out into the world and make it a better place. I'm here with James Ramos, Chief of Staff for Alderman Brookings. How's it going, Mr. James? How you feeling? Oh, man, all is well. Feeling good. You know, life is good. So, not, not, got no complaints. Good. And, uh, you know, I, I, well, I know that you probably don't know, but I've, I've taken a hiatus from uh, doing this for a bit, so it's nice to come back and talk to someone who's so integrated in the community. And funny enough, I really didn't know what you did. Like, I didn't know your position with Alderman Brookings uh, before we actually sat down and talked, so I think you're probably going to have a lot of insights to share for people looking to get involved out in the area, not only, you know, in that area, but possibly, too, a little more north of that area, and people, you know, maybe looking to move into the area, too. So uh, if you could, you know, just run down your background, how you made it to the Alderman's office, uh, what are some of your motivating factors, like what led you into the work that you're doing right now, uh, just so I can get a more of an understanding and the audience can get a more of an understanding about who you are as a person. Wow, I didn't know this podcast was about four or five hours long, man, <laughs> but uh, let me do my best. So so basically, you know, I was born and raised in Chicago, uh, grew up in the Humble Park community, and uh, first in my immediate family to go to college. Uh, once in college, uh, basically one of the things I always wanted to do was become a financial analysis. I wanted to go work in Wall Street, make big money and you know just you know uh, <laughs> and, and just live the life um, but of course growing up in the hood one of the key things you learn is you you, you help each other out um, and once you make it out the goal is still to help people out so that was ingrained in my DNA that was in, ingrained in my heart and in my mind so while in college I was part of a group of community leaders who pretty much were the architects of the community policing model that we have uh, in Chicago. I was the youngest one on the team, and sure enough, once I graduated from college, this particular not-for-profit had a contract to train community residents and police officers on how to solve real crime problems in the community. And at the same time, I did get offered a job to go work in Wall Street. Decisions. Yes, to be a financial analysis. So I was like, what am I going to do? Well, the saving grace was this. The financial analysis positions, you know, I was scheduled to start in about four to five months. And the job where I can help people, that was an immediate start. So once I started that particular job, I never looked back. Uh, worked in government ever since. Um, my whole goal in life is just basically to help people, help communities, transforming them, whether I'm helping someone individually or whether I'm helping transform a community by bringing in jobs, businesses, mm. improving schools, improving safety. Um, and throughout my career in government, I landed this particular job I have now, um, being Chief of Staff of Alderman Brookings, basically where I'm able to carry out some of those initiatives and goals that I always wanted to do. Okay. Uh, thank you. That's very succinct. So if you cut it down from like four to five hours to like yeah, four man, minutes. You know. uh, I do have a question though. So uh, what are some of your, your typical duties as chief of staff? Because I think when people hear about it, I think about the TV shows, like, man, these people, they're running the whole operation. So, uh, I, you know, if you can just explain uh, <laughs> what are some of the things you do in the area uh, that are assigned to the duties of a chief of staff? 
Yeah, so you, you run the day-to-day operations of, of the office, first and foremost. You know, you have a staff. Um, and basically, the, our, our whole goal is to improve the quality of life of the residents of the ward. And, you know, so we serve as a liaison between city services and the residents. Um, in addition to that, I try to bring in and meet with different business leaders or business owners, whether they're a small mom and pop, whether they're a national corporation or a franchise or franchisee, um, and try to work with the police department to improve safety. You know, so you serve as, a, a, as an ambassador and mm-hmm. as a liaison as the alderman, but at the same time, you also serve as a quasi-alderman in the sense that you are making decisions, you are making improvements uh, for the betterment of the community without having to go through red tape. Ah, okay. So, yeah, uh, and I think about it like in, in terms of a, a nonprofit, where you have the executive director, they kind of are the ones that are building the strategy out. Right. And you're just basically, of course, you're helping them to form the strategy, but you're implementing the strategy with them along too providing suggestions, recommendations, so on and so forth, uh, to make everything work out. Uh, I am curious, so, so far, what are some of, like, some of the biggest perks of being a chief of staff for Alderman Brookings in that area? So what are some of the things you guys, uh, not, I guess, perks, but what are some of the things you guys have yeah, done so say far? Perks, not there, perks, there's no perks, No, 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 no. <laughs> there's Rowan not even a <laughs> thank you sometimes, man. Rowan choice of word, but uh, I guess some of the things that uh, – that make you smile in terms of uh, accomplishments in the areas that you have, you know. Oh, yeah, man. So uh, a few things. So one is is creating jobs. So creating opportunities for folks that live in the 21st Ward or within the entire South Side to work, whether that is to work at a Chipotle, whether that is to work at a construction site. Um, Regardless, it's just creating jobs. Right now we're working on a particular project where we're going to be able to bring in green technology jobs to the area. Oh, wow. And that's going to be amazing because, you know, right now the forefront of, of this country is green technology. And for people of black and brown folks, we've, we've just been behind, whether that is technology. Yep. It doesn't matter. But this time we have an opportunity to, to employ folks that are black or brown from the community and give them a skill set where that, you know, five, 10, 20 years from now when green technology is the thing to be in, uh, we already have a base of people from the south side that are already gonna be experts during that particular time. Um, Another thing that makes me smile is basically uh, supporting the education, uh, the schools within the ward. You know, the 21st Ward has nine level one schools. Oh, wow. And uh, which is amazing because when you talk about education in the south side, most of the time, we really? don't think of these schools as being any good, but we have nine level one schools. Out of the, out of those nine, I think four or five of them are level plus one. Oh, I, wow. didn't even, I didn't even know it was a plus one until, you know, you, I got into this. Um, and just really, at, at the next next thing we do that makes me smile, actually, uh, one, of the, one of the personal projects I had was um, we were able to commission a public arts project. A mural. If you go to 87th and Vincent, if you on 87th Street going mm-hmm. eastbound, and you see on the metro train tracks on the wall, there's one of the largest single artist murals in the entire city of Chicago. Uh, that mural project has gotten worldwide recognition, and it's been What's amazing. What's the artist's name? Oh man, that is. Uh, is it Lawrence Weiner? 
No, no, no. That is uh, Ramon Barnes. Hmm. Ramon Barnes is the artist of that particular project. Now, what he did do, he did invite three to four other artists to work on that project. So it mm -hmm. could he could have been part one of the artists that he helped uh, bring into that particular project. But it's an amazing project, man, and I'm proud of that. The community's proud of it, and it's just made some things change within that immediate area. That's cool. And I, I guess as I'm as I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking like. Uh, about community development and how it just can't be about job development. It's also about developing culture. So having our art projects, having uh, uh, regular in regular interactions with people from the community to, so they, they know who you are, so they feel safe and comfortable enough to come out. Like it's about building every bit of the community so it's functional and sustainable. I mean, yes, that's awesome. So, and I know, you know, I don't want to dig too much into it because, you know, we uh, I'm a talker. But uh, I, I'm curious, the types of green jobs you guys are bringing in, because I know that as a college graduate, you know, you were told all your life to go to college. And then it turns out, like, now the trades is where it's at, and it's where it's been at. Uh, and, like, what do, you, what do you, what type of jobs are you guys kind of bringing in, ushering in, or that's, that's green? So, yeah, so we're about to um, have this, this, it's called a digester. And basically what a digester is, is taking food waste, just food waste, not sewage, not garbage, not glass, plastic, paper, none of that, just food waste. So the digester will take the food waste and make it into energy, whether that is gas or electricity, and then make it into compost. Uh, one of the things with compost, we live in the city of Chicago, and if you try to grow anything in your backyard or community garden, mm -hmm. You know, we live on top of contaminated dirt. Especially out south. I know it's really <laughs> bad out south, yeah. So fresh compost is extremely expensive and hard to come by. So now this will give us the opportunity to, to sell, well, the, the company to sell compost to the community at a very cheap price. Well, doing all of that, that's the green, that's the green technology mm -hmm. is running that, learning how, that, how, how to work that, that equipment, managing all of that. We're talking, you know, over, you know, 80 to 99 jobs um, just on that alone. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that is the, that, that is the wave of the future. Uh, in the United States, we have, I guess, there's several thousand digesters around the country and growing. But in Europe, there are thousands upon thousands of digesters all around Europe, in Western Europe, I should say. And, you know, that is just one of the best ways of being self-sufficient with energy within a particular community. Uh, we're not there yet because it's just one digester in the city in that particular area. There's another one in the city of Chicago as well, but uh, this is something that is going to continue to grow within the uh, city of Chicago and is going to continue to grow within the United States as well. So learning that and being in the forefront of that will make you extremely marketable just in a matter of you know several years. I bet it will. Uh, so uh, before we move on, you want to share anything else about the ward, uh, about the work you're doing there? Uh, anything that, like, I guess, has, I guess, that means really uh, a lot to you. It's important to you uh, for people to know as they're listening, you know, to this podcast. I mean, yeah. The the thing is being able to to help people uh, improve their their communities. Once you improve the community, the community, whether that is education, safety, whether it's bringing businesses. I mean, even that that just means, hey, we need 
just lights on my block. Just helping them transform their communities, it, it comes a long way because what happens, you do that, people just become more invested within their communities and um, it's just a beautiful thing when you see communities. You know, we, we, we always, what's interesting is, in the south side, folks will tell me all the resources are in the north side. And the north side, yeah. folks will tell me all the resources are in the south side. But the reality is not about resources because there's a lack of resources. It's really about people taking care of their own communities. And, you know, for me to help them do that is, is definitely a blessing. Okay, I'm going to move on. I'm going to say this one piece and I'm going to move on because I want to wrap with you offline about this. But, I, 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 you know, as someone who's been here for a second, I know in terms of focus and investment, there's been a lot of focus and investment on the south side compared to the west side. And, you know, it's like a whole – uh, possibly a political thing, but I'm not going to go into it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so we're going to move on to the next segment, which is the Big Five. All right, all right. Okay, the Big Five uh, segment is five questions that – get to the heart of the guests, uh, their motivation, their inspiration, uh, basically trying to figure out what drives them every day to go out and do the work that they do. So I have five questions for you, two minutes uh, just to make sure answers are succinct, that people are able to really like digest what you're saying. Uh, so the first question is, uh, what do you think the role of a, a social venturist is in creating positive change in the world? That's like, that's like my little term for people who go out and make the world a better chance. Right. They invest in, in change. So what do you think the role of that person is who goes out and invests change, invest in change? What do you think their role is in the world in changing it? I, I think first and foremost is get involved. You know, too many times and too many of us, we can sit on the sidelines and we may have an opinion about something what's going on in this world, in our communities, whatever, you know, wherever the case may be. But first step is just get involved. Whether that is getting involved in, in, you know, in a local organization, whether that is getting involved by donating something, um, that's basically, once you get involved, everything else will follow. Uh, so follow your passion, follow your heart, um, and just get involved. Awesome. Okay. Uh, why do you believe your work is important? Woo. Um, heavy, <laughs> with it's, heavy questions. Hey, it's a thankless job, man. You know, you you know. Sometimes, if you if you get into into social impact work, social impact work, you know, um, and if you're looking for the thank yous and the hugs and on a consistent basis, not to say that you don't get the thank yous and the hugs, uh, you may be in the wrong business. But no, I think uh, it's just it's just a matter of just changing people's lives and changing communities one black at a time, and um, I think that's, that's, that's something that's, that's a wonderful thing to do. I'm just glad that uh, I've been able to do that throughout my entire life, basically, even as a kid. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what motivates me, uh, be able to, to change and transform people's lives. Okay, very quick, very to the point. Uh, my next question is, uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Wow. So that's, you know, it's, it's actually easy. It's not even a while. My legacy, uh, I want it to be where I was able to, to help people mm -hmm. and, and change lives and make the world a better place. Whether that, that world is just my block, my community, my city, doesn't even matter. 
Um, we connect the dots. We all work together. We can change the entire world. So my legacy is, hey, this brother here helped, helped a lot of folks. Yep, that's dope. Kind of just like that word of mouth. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the guy that's always looked out for us. That's right. Uh, so how does social impact work contribute to your own personal growth? So doing the work, how does it, how does it help you grow as an individual? Oh, you know, um, you, you know, you, you actually what happens, you, I always get back more than what I give, whether that is from learning from what I've done, uh, whether that is learning from people, um, whether that is taking an idea and figuring out how to implement it and see the, the end results. And not everything works, you know. Sometimes you start, you think of an idea, you think of something, or you work with a bunch of people for years, and next thing you know, it just doesn't really mm -hmm. work, man. But at the end of the day, um, it's helped me tremendously as a as a person, as a as a leader, and it, it basically feeds me to even want to do even more. Uh, there's always work to do. There's always something to do, and is um, is motivating me to motivating me to do to do more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and my last question, I think this is the most important question because I, just like you've been kind of hinting towards about how it's a thankless job. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't realize that because they <laughs> want to help people, but they don't realize that sometimes people don't see your vision and they don't understand the amount of work and sweat you're putting in behind the scenes. And so my last question is, uh, how do you stay motivated to do the work when you, when you face, when you're faced with adversity and failure? Um, you know, you, you first and foremost, you, you try your best. You know, you know that you came in here, you didn't half-ass anything, you did the best you could, and so whether you're successful or not, you did the best you could. But despite the fact it may, you know, it's a thankless job, you still will have people come to you, whether it's years later or maybe the same day and thank you. And, and sometimes you see, you can, I can walk into a place, I can walk into an area like, wow, I helped put this together. And you just see life, you know, moving and, and people enjoying or just, I mean, just something as simple as a, a, a supermarket or a, a decent restaurant in a particular area mm -hmm. that you may not find there, wasn't there before, and you help put that together is, is, is uh, something that motivates me. Uh, to move forward. And you're going to fail, I mean, because sometimes, despite the fact how much you want to do in the community, sometimes your biggest fight may be other folks that, can, that may tell you they want something changed or something done for the betterment of the community, but they're the same people who fight you. And that, that, is, that is my biggest struggle sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can see that. Uh, and I know, like I said, I'm, I'm a talker, so I won't go too much, but I, I, I Especially in your position, because you know you're 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 a government employee, you're a government agent, uh, and you, you know you're going out and you work with the community. I know, especially communities of color, there is uh, sometimes this apprehension to work alongside uh, people like yourself, and so being able to still persevere and still not harbor any bad feelings and still want to work with them. Yeah, you take a lot. You can't take it personal, man. You you can't you can't take this personal at all. You have to have a, a life of your own. If you mm -hmm. take this personal, man, then this is not the job for you <laughs> at all. Well said. <laughs> I would imagine well said.
So 10 Toes Down is an opportunity for guests to come on and share opportunities for people to get involved uh, with different initiatives, programs, so on and so forth, uh, either within their immediate circle or things they have to offer for themselves. So uh, James, if you have anything that people can get involved in, if they're looking to you know, improve the community that you work in, uh, even if they don't live there, what are, you know, do you have anything that people can, can, can get involved in? Oh, oh yeah, man, I have a variety of things. If, if you live in, in any particular area, I mean, get involved with your own block clubs. If you don't have a block club, form a block club, whether that is coming to our ward office in 21, if you live in, within the 21st, uh, 21st ward or any ward in the city, form a block club. Um, that way uh, you get involved immediately within your own block. You might get perks in terms of, you know, when we have our cleaning green day, citywide cleaning green day, block clubs always, you know, we'll get rakes and shovels to use to clean up the blocks and things of that nature. Um, a permit so you can do a block club party and things of that nature. Uh, you, will, you will need to become a block club. Um, but yeah, just get involved with me. I, I, I'm part of various organizations throughout the city. Uh, I sit on the board of Build Incorporated, which is a youth organization in the west side of Chicago. We are always looking for volunteers. We're always looking for folks to donate. Um, I sit on the Frankie Knuckles Foundation. You know, That is something where we try to educate folks on through music and things of that nature, AIDS awareness. Um, I, sit, I, I, I sit in the IDL Education Foundation, where we give away mm -hmm. scholarships um, to to college students and to high school students going to college. Uh, what else? I mean, there's always opportunities. Um, um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's a, just a matter of getting You're a well involved. plugged man. Yeah, man. You know, I, <laughs> I said in the Luis Belvis Puerto Rican Culture Center. Well, Puerto Rican is a culture center where we, where you know we. We teach kids music and arts and things of that nature. And we bring uh, people from all around the country and from the Caribbean to perform here. And we send kids and adults to other parts of the country and to the Caribbean to perform. Uh, you know, the whole goal is to try to live a balanced life and, and do what you can and live your passion. You know, my passion is films. And um, I've been fortunate enough to be a filmmaker and oh, do wow. film projects. and. Um, employ folks and do all the films here in Chicago. Uh, our first film was related to a woman with cancer, so we wanted to make sure we it was cancer awareness um, and, got, and got involved with that, you know. Um, the second film was about family love, so making sure that, you know, you had kids, make sure you tell me you love them and you hug them. Um, so yeah, I mean, any way you can do what you can to try to change the lives of, of the people and society and your community and your city um, just just do it regardless that's very well put uh, and I think it's right to the point and uh, yeah I mean so basically everybody out there I'm gonna work with mr. James to get information on all those different things he's mentioned and if anything else pops up I can kind of just lay it in the liners notes and, and plug it and shoot it yes, out sir. when I yes, uh, sir. do the episode so that's it mr. James I'm not sure if you have anything else you want to share as we close out uh, if not, that's okay, because, you know, I'm going to talk to all the guests from this year, but please. Just enjoy your life, man, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, regardless, man, just get involved, and uh, let's, let's do this. Let's continue to do this. Okay. Yes, sir. 
So I want to thank again Mr. James Ramos, James Ramos, excuse me, uh, the chief of staff for Alderman Brookings for coming on, chatting with us. And uh, here's to close out. Uh, I want to say that uh, continue to live in kind. Uh, and for me, what that means is that every day is an opportunity for you to go out there and help someone else. Uh, just know that when you live in kind, when you give, it will be given back to you. So uh, take care and until next time.